Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 40, 55. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Micah chapter 4 verses 1 through 5. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be raised up above the hills. People shall stream to it, and many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples, and shall arbitrate between strong nations far away. They shall beat their their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. But they shall sit under their own vines and under their own fig trees, and no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. For all the peoples walk, each in the name of its God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. So then remember that at one time you Gentiles by birth, called the uncircumcision by those who are called the circumcision, a physical circumcision made in the flesh by human hands. Remember that you were at that time without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus you You who once were at far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. In his flesh he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall, that is, the hostility between us. He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two, thus making peace, and might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death that hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. For through him both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer aliens and strangers, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also were built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God.
Good morning and welcome to the fourth Wednesday of Advent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's our this morning our readings come from Luke one, Micah four, and Ephesians two. And then those two really important readings, the Magnificat from Luke, uh, Acts is our Psalm, and then Micah four we have uh, one of the two uh, appearances of the swords into plowshares uh, theme. Um, and Ephesians, Paul in Ephesians, the reading tries to um, kind of conjoin the two in uh, breaking down this barrier between the world and Israel, making the whole earth one in Christ, where there had previously been division and strife um, and condescension and domination. And the, the Micah reading, Swords into Plowshares, is, it's really popular um, for pacifists in particular. Um, in it, we exchange strife and war and weapons for gardening and cultivation. Um, and everyone will sit under their own vines, under their own fig trees. Everybody will have enough. Um, and we won't fight over getting things that we think are scarce anymore. Um you know, this, the description is one of abundance in, in lieu of the popular, you know, kind of belief that we live in a system or an economy of scarcity. Um, and similarly in, in Mary's Magnificat, um, there is strife between the rich and the poor, between the rulers and the ruled. Um, and in, in her song, we have this, um, reminder, um, this hopeful reminder that uh, the things will be made level, um, that um, the high will be brought low and the low will be brought up, the mountains low and the valleys high. Um, and it actually reminds me of the Day of Atonement. Uh, Kephar, which is atonement, is literally the bitumen and pitch and asphalt that you throw on a new road. And new roads have to be level and smooth, um, and that's what her her vision, her dream, uh, her prophecy imagines, a world in which um, the great leveling occurs, and it's one that if you're rich and powerful, you might not like, uh, but if you're poor and powerless, you may find refreshing and hopeful. And it's, she's... Um, she's not, she doesn't pull any punches. Um, the, the rich will be turned away empty and the hungry will be filled with good things. Um, that's a certain kind of strife. Um, but it's the strife that, um, makes things, um, just and fair. You know, it's like, um, imprisonment, like that strife, it's hard, but it also attempts to, um, you know, reconcile or or right wrong things that have happened, um, and so this strife uh, may or may not require weapons. But in Micah, we get the, a view into the future when all of this isn't necessary or when it has occurred. Um, once the great leveling occurs, there's no more need for weapons. Um, we you know we won't teach each other how to fight or 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 anything like that because. Um, there will be no need. Everyone will have their needs met. Everyone will have their own fig tree. 
Um, and uh, he, what I really love about Magnificat is that she, in the English, I, I don't know as much about the Greek, but in the English, she's speaking in the past tense as these things have happened in her being, in her conceiving of a son, a son of God, um, these things have happened. Um, there, there, there's a school of thought uh, or this kind of debate. Um, one of the schools of thought in which is, um, I can't remember the technical word for it, but essentially it's, it's that what Christ, what we think of as being promised has already happened in Christ and it may not look that way in the world, but Christians are called to live as though that has already happened, as though this great leveling is spoken of in the past tense, as Mary does. Another school of thought suggests that it's begun, I think it's inauguration theology, uh, is that Jesus came and began that work, um, but is still uh, it's still ongoing with uh, you know the, the work of the body of Christ, the church in the world. Um, and then there's another school of thought that thinks that, ah, no, 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 it's, none of it's happened yet. We're still in a world, uh, a world of sin and controlled by the devil. And, um, the second coming, the second advent, um, which we also kind of remember during this season of advent, that's when all of this will finally be taken care of and reconciled. Um, that Christ just came to show us what's possible. Um, but of course, the world swiftly returned to status quo, and um, yeah, the the next the next big thing is when all that will happen. Um, and I'm I'm a bit of the uh, it has happened, speaking in the past tense and living as though we believe that it has happened, even if it may not look that way. Um, and that's why I'm I don't I don't usually use the word pacifist anymore. Uh, but that's why I, f- that is a big part of why I felt called to uh, lay my weapon down. Um, because we do still use war and weapons and strife to settle problems. Um, but I think that what Christ has done has happened. And that it's up to us um, to have faith that it has happened, that everything that this that scripture talks about having occurred in Christ's ministry that it has real significance even 2,000 years later. Um, so, I mean, that's that's my, that's the card, you know, the hand I'm holding. Um, that's what I believe. Um, I think there's, you know, arguments made for other schools of thought, um, but Mary is really clear. You know, these are the things that have happened. Um, the, the Mighty One has done great things, has done already right now, uh, before Christ is even born. God has done these things, um, and you know the the weapons. Uh, it's up to us uh, to turn toward cultivation rather than strife and conflict. Um, it's a scary proposition, but then so is the cross. A prayer for our enemies, from the Book of Common Prayer. O oh God, the Father of all whose Son commanded us to love our enemies. Lead them and us from prejudice to truth. Deliver them and us from hatred, cruelty, and revenge. 
and in your good time enable us all to stand reconciled before you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.